0: Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Hey everybody, today we're going to deal with an issue relating to the end of the book of Mark. Chapter 16, verses 9 through 20 in my Bible and many other Bibles are sectioned off and there's a note that says that this text is not included in the earliest manuscripts. And so we're going to do something kind of interesting and different for the Daily Dose devotion today. I have Pastor Bob Erickson in my office with me and years ago, Bob taught a gospel of Mark class that I was in as a college student or a young adult at Nazareth Church. Nazareth is the church where our Christian Crusaders office is. It's also the church where Homer Larson was the senior pastor who was our radio preacher on Christian Crusaders for 50 plus years. And I remember learning a lot and being inspired to pursue an understanding of scripture to a greater degree as a result of being in Bob's class. And so I thought, man, it'd be great to bring Bob in here, my gospel of Mark teacher from years and years. Ago and ask him, what do we do with the longer ending of the Gospel of Mark? Questions like, should we think of it as inspired by God? Would a preacher, or should a preacher, or should a devotion guy on a podcast treat it like it's actually scripture the way we treat other portions of scripture? So Bob, in typical Pastor Erickson form, is very prepared here and uh, has been studying. He's got his notepad across the table for me. Bob, thanks for being here. And how would you jump into this issue?
2: Well, um, first of all, I would say. I would section it off from the rest of the Gospel of Mark for a variety of reasons. Um, First of all, as you indicated, it is not included in the earliest manuscripts. I did a little research on that, and the oldest manuscripts uh, and most reliable manuscripts are the Codex uh, Vaticanus, which was uh, dated to 325 to 350, and the Codex Sinaiticus, which is 330 to 360.
1: Now we're talking AD dates.
2: These are AD dates, and uh, they end their Gospel of Mark at verse 8. And it is subsequent codexes, manuscripts uh, in the year 400, 440, and 450, then have 9 through 20 included. So that would raised some questions for me as to why did the earliest scriptures and the codexes not have it. Uh, There are some other reasons for seeing it as being added on uh, by some other author. Somebody did an analysis of the 163 words that are in verses 9 through 20, and 19 of those words are distinctive and not used by Mark in the rest of his gospel, causing us to think that there might be somebody else with a different vocabulary or vocabulary skills that was involved uh, in writing it. It's been pointed out by scholars that there, in addition to the different vocabulary, there's also differences in style and theological content. I would tend to see Mark as ending with verse 8, and what follows then is really a summary of, of other accounts, other gospel accounts of the resurrection, other inspired gospel accounts, but mainly a summary of them, for instance.
1: So I want to stop you right there. You're going to go through a list of different things, but we were talking yesterday. Do you think there was a scribe somewhere who just like, wait a minute, wait a minute, there's more stuff that happened that Mark didn't include, and this needs to be included? Or or have you speculated about what the motive behind this might be?
2: Uh, Right. I would tend to view it that way, that he saw that it ended with verse 8 and and was familiar, I would guess, with the other writings and said, hey, there should be some other things that are added here. Who knows uh, who the Gospel of Mark was available, Luke available to, John available to, mm-hmm. Matthew. Uh, Matthew. Uh, maybe John wasn't even written by this time, I don't know. But to me, there would be indications that this might have occurred after that period of time because there are some references in what is added to the events that are recorded in John, the Gospel of John. So
1: you prepared a list of how different sections sections of verses 9 through 20 tie back to other scriptures. Go through Look, some of right.
2: that. Right. So some of the things that whoever added this uh, was thinking was missing first of all as we go through in verses 9 through 11 is merely a repetition or uh, a condensation of uh, what is written in Luke 24, 1-12, Matthew 28, 1-10, and John 20, 1-9. So it's about the initial appearance to the women, and the women going and telling. Mm-hmm. So it's just a summary of that. Likewise, verses 12-13 to 13 are a summary of the incident of Jesus encountering uh, the disciples on the road to Emmaus, uh, as found in Luke 24, 13-35. Verse 14 is just a reference to the 11 and Jesus appeared to the 11 as they were eating and that could be tied to Jesus appearance to the ten disciples and then uh, Thomas was absent and showed up he was the the 11th disciple as recorded in John 20 19 to 31 then verses 15 through 18 go into the, all the world and preach the good news. That's just kind of a summary of the great commission that is found in Matthew 28, 16 to 20. And also uh, Luke has his own uh, commission in Luke 24, 45 to 49. So once again, as we go through this, uh, we see it's kind of a, a reference to what was recorded by in the other gospels, by the writer of the other gospels. Then there's one uh, further reference, verses 19 through 20 is a reference to the Ascension, which you could go to Matthew 28, verse 16, where the Great Commission is given and Jesus is simply standing on the mountain. It doesn't say that he ascended in uh, Matthew's gospel. But uh, then if you go to Luke 24, 50 to 53, as well as Acts 1, 6 to 11, both Luke and Acts were written by Luke. Uh, that's a reference to the ascension. So long story short, or to summa- summarize it, what we have recorded in 9 through 20 is simply a summation of what was described in other canonical gospels.
1: So one of the things for our listeners he just spit out a ton of Bible verse addresses. The great thing about a podcast, you can hit pause and rewind that and listen to it and write it down for yourself if you want to study that more. And I think one of the things that I want to come out of this is for people who are maybe coming across this for the first time to not be alarmed. I remember the first time that I saw that the end of Mark might not be reliable, you know, inspired scripture. That kind of flipped me out for a little while till I was able to stop and think about it and study it a little bit like you've expressed to us. What do you want to say?
2: Well, uh, they, they certainly don't contradict anything that is inspired. I would tend to end Mark with verse 8 and perhaps not give the remaining verses 9 through 20 as much weight yeah. but they certainly refer to things that were inspired. Some people have questions about actually it's kind of a description of what happens after Pentecost in verse 17 going on in 18. In my name they will drive out demons speak in new tongues they will pick up snakes with their hands and they will drink deadly poison it will not hurt them at all. And uh, for some people those passages really stand out as being kind of different, perhaps from what is inspired, but they really aren't because Jesus says in Luke 10 verse 19, I this is after the sending out of the 72, and they return with joy, and they're amazed at what's happened as a result of their ministry. And Jesus said, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. And whoever was writing 9 through 20 might also have been familiar with Paul on the island of Malta, where he shook off a snake that was hanging on him and suffered for no ill effects. So uh, the, that statement certainly isn't Out of sync with some other things that were said, but I think we have to really be careful. That is not the prescribed test for determining whether you have the Holy Spirit. In fact, I would say that you would be tempting God (laughs) to to try to handle
1: a snake. Right, and 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 assume that if you can. There are some
2: there are some kind of West Virginia snake (laughs) handlers. Fringe groups that kind of uh, interpret that in a wrong way and in a in a way that uh, shows that that they're testing God, and that's not the way God would have us act. That's a great simply saying that that in Christ we are protected. Uh, God will walk with us and protect us.
1: Yeah, generally speaking. Generally speaking. Not necessarily when I handle a poisonous snake. You, you bet. <laughs> yeah. So one other thing I want you to comment on, Bob. When we were talking about this in the hallway yesterday, you said that you personally really are inspired by Mark ending in verse 8. Yes. Uh, th- it's a very abrupt ending. And by the time that this recording plays, we will have finished the book of Mark. This will come after we did the devotion through verse 8.
2: And we will have celebrated Easter.
1: Easter. We will have celebrated Easter. So tell me why, for you personally, do you like Mark ending in chapter in verse 8? That, that was an interesting insight.
2: Well, I'll, verse 8 reads, Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. And, uh, I personally like that ending because it says that the resurrected Jesus is loose in the world, Mm. and he's doing things, and you can expect to meet him anywhere at Mm. any time. In our day and age, we meet Jesus through the activity of the Holy Spirit. And as Christians, we should always be asking ourselves, how is God at work in the situation that I'm in? Am I encountering Christ, the resurrected Christ, through his Spirit in whatever I'm doing? In my ministry, in my interaction with my family, with my neighbor, through prayer, and so forth. And that leaves the future uh, wide open and exciting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And potentially scary. And potentially scary, because we know and we never know where we will encounter Christ or what He'll be asking us to do and to say, and Mm -hmm. the witness that He'll cause us to give.
1: I love that. So... That's what we've got for the long ending of Mark. Bob, thanks for your study and for giving us your time. Thanks for teaching me the Gospel, Mark, many years ago, so I'd be inspired by God's Word.
0: All
2: right, thank
1: you. Good to be with you, Matt. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.
0: The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a 5-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936 and where you can listen to our conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians special thanks to our 2022 daily dose sponsor the family leader God designed three social institutions to shape our lives the family the church and government at the family leader Issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.